RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. Things are getting live. Uh, football season is getting close. That was the last dress rehearsal. Rehearsal. Um, uh, don't know if you want it to look that way. If you're a Buccaneer fan, I don't put too, too much stock in preseason football. But when you've been 5-11 two years in a row, you would like to believe that the first, the third preseason game, you put something out there to make your football team feel good about themselves. Now, defensively, uh, I thought we played pretty darn well um, last week. Now, do I think that we're going to win nine games from what I saw last week on Friday? Nope, definitely not. I, I don't know where we are right now because, you know, without Mike Evans, and I said a while ago, if we lose Mike Evans, we might win two games this year, and that's the way it looked. Uh, on on Friday. It looked like a football team that would win two games. But I'm not going to get that deep with it because it's preseason, all right? The third preseason game is a game that teams actually game plan. I mean, the Bucks actually game plan for Cleveland, which was sad because they really didn't get a whole lot accomplished offensively. Um, you know, you actually watch film on your opponents and you want to go out there and look as good as you can. Uh, didn't happen offensively. Defensively, I thought they looked pretty darn well. You know, as Buccaneer fans, you know, everybody, as far as, you know, football goes, you probably weigh your team 80% offensively and 20% defensively. Um, and, you know, you win games 50-50. If you don't have a defense, you can't win. Last year, we had the number one passing offense in the NFL, and our defense couldn't stop a swinging dick out there, straight straight up. So, Defensively, I thought we looked very stout up front. Uh, I saw Sue did some wonderful things on some rushes. Um, seeing flashes here and there from a different, a few different players. Our defensive backfield, I think, looks young and, and hungry. And that's been a long time since I see that. I see guys flying around. Um, you know, our defensive backfield is only going to play as well as our pass rush is going to go. And uh, pass rush looked pretty darn good. All right. Uh, like I said, Sue. Sue is different than Gerald McCoy. And, and Gerald McCoy and Dominic and Sue are going to be compared to each other forever. Uh, Sue is a rougher football player. He takes up more space. Out of all the times everybody talked about Gerald McCoy getting a good get-off, he wasn't taking up any space. He literally was just taking up the space that his offensive lineman was occupying, and you could do anything around him. Sue's getting a good push. He's pushing the, the, his guy into the quarterback. And if you run the ball near him, he will disengage and make a tackle. I'm not asking for much more than that. Gerald McCoy did not do that. And, and everybody thinks that I had something personal against Gerald McCoy. I've never talked negative about any Buccaneer football player. I don't know these guys. I'm just, you know, evaluating the way you play. I want everybody to be great. You know, uh, there was a couple, uh, Nunez Roches made a couple plays out there. Um, I still think Devin White, Devin White is, you know, out of all the, the gas that's come with Devin White, I've not seen it yet. I've heard good things in practice. When I watch him in a game, he seems like a fish out of water. Playing too high. Jumped off sides once. You got to be smarter than that. As a linebacker, you have no business jumping off sides. None. Zero. I don't know if Derek Brooks ever jumped off sides. So 
we have a kid that has a lot of ability that we're going to have to go through some growing pains. He plays too high. You can't run up in the pile with your chest wide open. They're going to split you wide open. So there were some good things, some bad things, some different things on the defensive side. Now, let's get to the offensive side. Once again, without Mike Evans, we're just not the same football team. Chris Godwin, what I like about Chris Godwin is he jumped in as a number one wide receiver, didn't bat an eye, looked like he belonged. I like Chris Godwin as a football player. Uh, our quarterback, uh, Jameis Winston, there's some things he does very well, and there's some things he just flat out sucks at. His decision-making is still questionable. Um, and it's not so much of where he was going with the ball as he always figures he can make a play, and that's going to get you in trouble. When you're trying to spin off of something and make a big sometimes you get yourself in trouble. Sometimes you just throw the ball out of bounds or get down and live to play another play. He, that's just a mentality he's never had and something he's never really had to adopt. And I'm sure that Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich are trying their darndest to get him out there um, and make the right decisions. Now, his deep ball looked exactly as it did throughout his whole career in the NFL. Perriman, I know there was a nut, somebody else had a good step or two. Perriman had a couple, three steps. And Jameis doesn't have that feel. Don't know why. And if you're not going to put it where it's supposed to be, at least put the ball somewhere where the receiver has a chance to make a play. When you're a defensive back and you have a guy that has two steps on you and you're running with your back to the quarterback full speed, that ball can be placed underthrown to the left, to the right. Just don't throw the ball out of bounds, Jameis. And he does that too much for me. He did it a lot uh, when Deshaun Jackson was running routes, and he's been doing it with Perriman running the routes. So I don't know if that's something you can help. I really, I really don't. And it got to a point in that game on Friday where Jameis started to have happy feet. Feet got happy in the, in the pocket, justifiably so, because his offensive line was putrid. That's as bad as I've seen in a while. We've questioned our offensive line. They played before Friday. They played two preseason games, two series. They've looked great. I gassed up uh, Alex Kappa, taking it back. Terrible. Just looked like he looked almost worse than Caleb Benenock out there, and that's hard. They gave up a num numerous sacks. In the first half, I want to say they gave up five sacks. Um, there was a holding penalty. Um, there was a hands to the face. These are all on offensive line now. In a half, they give up five sacks holding penalty, and a whole hands to the face, which is negating a big play, that's a bad game, okay? I watched Alex Kappa get beat on a spin move clean. That wasn't a sack. Should have been. I got Alex, I saw Alex Kappa get beat on a simple TE stunt, which is tackle end. It, it was as simple as can be, and he did not see it coming. You know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen, everybody? When you go out there and you're playing, you know, whether it's San Francisco Carolina, whoever it is, and they see your film, boy, they, they are going to stunt you to death. Then they're going to spin you to death. Then they're going to bull rush you to death. And you are not going to know what's coming. And Alex Kappa wasn't the only guy out there. DeMar Dotson on that first sack. Ooh, that's as bad as I seen DeMar get housed. And he got housed, you know. Uh, DeMar's not young. DeMar needs rest. There's only one problem. You got 16 games to play. There's no time to rest. None. Kappa got smashed on the second sack. Um, the third sack, I thought Jameis uh, had plenty of time. It was a blitz. 
didn't work out. Like the things happened. Um, and it just, it wasn't a good look offensively for me. Didn't like the look of it. It's a new football season, and Antonio Brown's with the Raiders. Le'Veon Bell's with the Jets. Uh, OBJ is with Cleveland. Um, a lot of things have changed. A lot of things stay the same as well. And you have to, uh, you have choices out there where you put your money when you're trying to bet on football. My choice is my bookie, and that's why I put my bets down every single week. And I wouldn't recommend a service to my listeners if they haven't been great to me. Uh, with my bookie, it's really easy. You bet. You win, and they pay. It's still pretty darn easy. Uh, they have in-game betting on every NFL game, and they've got the most rewarding uh, player perks in the business. And for fantasy guys out there, uh, you can even bet over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. So it's real, real easy for those who are not too savvy on betting. And they also have this year... Um, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest, the first place guaranteed to win at least $100,000 and only costs $100 to enter. So I'm jumping all over this. And right now they have a special bonus for the In the Trenches listeners. And listen up. You double your first deposit up to $1,000. Use the promo code and listen closely. In Trenches. That's I-N-T-R-E-N-C-H-E-S. That's In Trenches. To activate the offer, visit mybookieonline.com. That's mybookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget the promo code in trenches, and they'll create your account, and you'll claim your bonus. So you bet, you win, and you get paid. That's easy. So head over to mybookie.com and get all these perks for all you In the Trenches listeners. Once again, promo code in trenches. Chris Godwin I like. I just think he's a strong athlete, Okay. And I think he's going to do some good things. Having Matt Gay go out there and miss a 37-yarder, not so good. You're trying to make the team, young man, and your coach has already questioned some of your, your accuracy and some of the uh, shorter kicks. You don't want to go out there and miss a 37-yard chip shot. You don't want to do that. I think he's okay. He's going to make the team. But there's a lot of pieces right now that just seem a little off. Now, there's so many names that I've been hearing for so long. Um... This kid Miller, uh, Scotty Miller, I don't know where he came from. His name, he just popped out of nowhere, okay? And I, but I keep on hearing this name. Why? I'm not quite sure. His name comes up so much. And to, to, see, to this guy to miss the first two preseason games and have a chance to go out there and return a punt and fair catch when everybody was seven yards away, okay, you're trying to make this football team? You, you're calling fair catch with guys seven yards away on a punt return, and you're trying to make this football team because you're fast? You better go out there and do something because he has done absolutely nothing. There was a couple missed routes. The first ball thrown to him by Jameis should have been an interception because DB ate it up. So this kid, Scotty Miller, I, I don't know what the hoopla is about, uh, but we will see. Let me give you another name, okay? And it's just a name, literally. Noah Spence is invisible, he is invisible. I think the first preseason game, they brought his name up and he did this and that. No, it was a product of the, the the play. I have not seen Noah Spence beat anybody yet. He jumps around too much for me. I don't see any physical play out there. And he's he was getting, if you, you have time, go back and watch that game, okay, against the Cleveland Browns. The left tackle for the Cleveland Browns was literally tossing around Noah Spence. Like he knew that he can 
embarrass Noah Spence. Like, you don't embarrass too many NFL players. This kid was throwing Noah Spence around, okay? I overrated. And this these names have to be big names. They have to. We, we got to Noah Spence has to be a name. Where else is our pass rush going to come from? You know, Nassib, you know, uh, uh, Carl Nassib on the side, he's not the guy to get 10, 12 sacks. He's a guy to get six, um, you know, effort sacks. No, we, we need somebody to get out there and get some quick sacks, and I, I don't see it. I really don't. Now, let's start talking about some the depth on this football team. Wow. It's to, it's to the point where when we saw Blaine Gabbert go down and the second he hit the ground, he knew he was severely hurt. I believe it was a dislocated shoulder, I believe. He knew exactly what went on as soon as he hit the ground. Now, all of a sudden, Ryan Griffin becomes a hot commodity. There's a fourth preseason game coming up. Jameis ain't going to play. Blaine Gabbert can't play. Now, all of a sudden, you're thinking, boy, we better not get Ryan Griffin hurt. Really? And they re-signed Vinny Testaverde's son, Vinny Testaverde Jr., to basically tell him to go out there and be a sacrificial lamb for a whole football game and just basically get your head split open. That's what's going to happen. He don't know the offense to be playing four quarters. He's just going to get in there and not try to look terrible. I mean, it's a great opportunity for a young kid, but not really conducive to success. So we'll see what happens. Gobbert is going to be out for a while. I don't know what they're going to do with him. They can cut him and give him a few weeks' pay, or they can put him on the PUP. There's a lot of different things they can do. So they got to make some decisions offensively. Taylor Hudson, at the beginning, everybody's like, well, we can't have four tight ends. Okay, better not put him out there because he'll get gobbled up immediately. That kid catches everything in the vicinity. I saw him. When I went to one buck place and watched him practice, he made a couple one-handed catches. I'm like, man, this kid has good hands. But then he did them in games as well. I don't know what the Bucks are trying to get accomplished. I don't know if they want to be a running team, although they don't look it. And I heard the kid can block. But you can't put talent like that out there on the streets. Somebody's going to gobble it up. Somebody's going to gobble it up. New England Patriots gobble him up immediately. And he go over there and catch, and catch him by 80 balls. And we're holding on to, you know, Cameron Braid and O.J. Howard and Eau Claire and I'm waiting for those guys to become a big part of our offense. I've heard Bruce Arians loves to use the tight ends. Well, where are they at? I don't see it. So where we are as a football team, your guess is as good as mine. I don't know if the Bucks know what they have. We're going to find out real soon. The 49ers, when they come to town, they didn't look very good a couple weeks ago. They looked a lot better this weekend. Um, Garoppolo looked like he played, played the game before. And, uh, you know, John Lynch is trying to put together a winner over there. If you look at our first three games, there's flaws on the other teams. And you can mess around and go 3-0, and but mess around and go 0-3 or 1-2, and it can be a very, very long football season for the Buccaneers. So this last preseason game, I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. It's hideous. It's hideous it's to watch. To be honest with you, the last, two, the last two preseason games have been hideous to watch, especially if you like offensive football. But they're going to get that last one out, and uh, then we'll start playing football for real. San Francisco comes in, and then we'll see what we're all about. Right now, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> I'm not feeling it. I felt so much better after the second preseason game, and it wasn't a whole lot. But now I look out there, I'm thinking, this could be another 5-11 season. I hope to help Bruce Arians and his coaching staff know what the hell they're doing straight up. Anyways, if anybody wants to get in contact with me, Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. Uh, make sure you're listening to Ron and Ian's show. I'll be going solo today from 3 to 7. Uh, Ron's on vacation, so we'll be doing a lot of Buccaneer talk. And uh, we're on every day, 95.3 FM, 620 WDAE. 
and I have other podcasts as well. So do, do me a favor and jump on those as well. Football season's here, everybody. I hope you guys are getting all randy. Um, fantasy football's coming around the corner. And uh, we'll be doing a little betting as well. So we will kind of sprinkle a little of that into some of our shows on the way in the future. So everybody have a wonderful week. Enjoy the last week of preseason. And then it's real football, people. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hey gang, Jerry Pete's Huck here, co-host of the brand new podcast called A Place for My Head. Each week, Brandon Thompson and I are going to be talking about the importance of mental health. We're going to be talking everything from stress, anxiety, different mental illnesses, different chronic illnesses, and frankly, the rigors of everyday life and how we all struggle to get through it. We're not medical professionals, but we are looking to start that conversation that needs to be had about the stigma around mental illness and how it affects us every single day. We'll talk to experts, but at the end of the day, A Place for My Head is all about real people with real stories about real life. Subscribe now to A Place for My Head with Brandon Thompson and myself, Jerry Petock. First show drops Monday, September 2nd on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.